the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Info.org. Common ground for the first-time investor and the lifelong trader. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Republican chairman of three key House committees are joining forces to probe the Justice Department's handling of charges against Hunter Biden. Former Georgia Republican Congressman Doug Collins told the Salem News Channel this week the DOJ does need new leadership. Sort of culture at the top. And the DOJ, going back to Obama and then, you know, through the uh, through Trump years and now into Biden years, had become political. And they become political for Democrats in protecting and expanding the role of DOJ, expanding and, and taking away our freedoms. You know, we've seen the FISA abuses. We've seen the uh, abuses of spying on American citizens. We've saw, that's all documented. Leaders of the House Judiciary, Oversight and Accountability, and Ways and Means Committees have opened a joint investigation into whistleblower claims of improper interference in the federal case into President Joe Biden's youngest son. More of these stories at SRNews.com. Wally Langfellow and Eric Nelson from Minnesota Score Radio's 10,000 Takes, talking about Minnesota's 10,000 losing teams. Wild Wolves, Gophers, Twins, Vikings, you name it, we'll cover it. Will any team step up and give Minnesota's long-suffering fans something to cheer about? If they do, we'll tell you about it on 10,000 Takes. 10,000 Takes, weeknights at 5, here on the Fizz 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. The vast majority of women who come to Robbinsdale Women's Center feel overwhelmed, hopeless, and think abortion is their only way out of an unplanned or unwanted pregnancy. Hi, I'm Victoria, one of the patient advocates at Robbinsdale Women's Center. We provide information in a compassionate and non-judgmental way. We are a woman's best initial step as she processes her pregnancy options. Through counseling and ultrasound, many of these women realize that abortion is not their only option. For the moms and dads that choose life, Robbinsdale Women's Center provides parenting programs to help prepare them. On average, five women each week that are initially considering or being coerced to choose abortion instead choose life. This work is very challenging, but the rewards are life-changing. Your donations to RWC will help make more miraculous life decisions possible. Visit rwcinfo.org to donate. That's rwcinfo.org. Officer Tatum here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinions. AM is also the backbone of emergency alert systems, keeping you advised on threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. Text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. Portions of the following program may have been pre recorded.
Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Good morning and welcome to Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Uh, beautiful midsummer day. Um, cooler weather. It's only 64 up here in, uh, this morning. As we experienced what uh, we always called uh, growing up uh, sleeping weather back in the days where, where you didn't have air conditioning in the house and you just needed the box fan to bring in some, uh, bring in some air from outside that was reasonably cool well we had that this week uh particularly after particularly after uh monday hope the fourth of july was good to you uh, got to spend some time at a park uh, for the last couple of years i have dressed um i should probably put a picture of this up on the up in the uh twitter feed at uh pound kbrs and i'm going to talk about twitter too today but um but um, I got to dress uh, as one of the original signers of the Declaration of Independence. My role is as Ben Franklin, which I've tried to um, actually actually have tried all kinds of different manner of dress to do this. And, uh, and uh, it doesn't work well, but it turns out the only reason I got the job was uh, at one point they wanted someone to speak French and uh, je parle français. Hmm. That's probably the end, but, uh, but uh, I, I speak a little. I, growing up in a French-Canadian neighborhood, as I did up in uh, New England. Uh, so 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions and comments, uh, 651-289-4477. On the Twitter thing, here's the thing I'd like you to do. I put up yesterday, and I will I, I, I should put it up again um, a quick uh, question. I'm I'm hearing a lot of people who are not very thrilled with Twitter these days. I don't actually see any difference in how it operates for me. I still get as much information as I as I always have. I do not keep a verified account. I'm not paying for Twitter. I have no intention of paying for Twitter. I. I will give Twitter, I'll tell you what, I'll give Twitter about, uh, I will tithe them. I'll tell you that. I will tithe to Twitter when I get paid for doing this radio program. Um, and guess what? We'll both earn exactly the same number. And there's your math. There's your, there's your math test for today. How can that be true? How can I give them 10% of what I make, uh, leaving me 90% and we both get the same thing? Um, the uh, the uh, um, the day was, uh, but anyway, I put up a poll. Do you want me to stay on Twitter? I don't have to use it. I've contemplated using a different different piece. Uh, I doubt I would ever use Threads. I, I'm not I'm not trading one uh, one egotistical billionaire for another. Thank you. Um, you know, if that's if that's if that's your issue, well, I don't think that I don't think you're necessarily making a great trade there. 
Um, pe different people have different opinions. But maybe I need to find some other way to communicate with you, other than other than using Twitter. We use the hashtag #PoundKBRS on this show to tell people, you know, hey, this is a this is a post that might get discussed during the show, and I do everything from I do everything for you from economic data like the jobs report, which we're going to talk about in a minute, to here's something that's happening in my in my academic life here i'm broadcasting to you from the campus of st cloud state university where i'm uh i've i'm about to finish up year 39 as a member of the faculty in the department of economics up here um and from there from there i'm likely to go you know or uh sometimes i just put up uh, random things that sort of make a little make a little interesting to me so here's one i posted i i uh, this is the one I was going to talk about it here, and then I'm just going to not talk about it anymore today. Um, uh, before the show, Spencer and I talk a lot of sports, and and Spencer knows, you know, Spencer likes likes the usual sports. You know, he lives here in lives here in uh, Minnesota, so he's he bet you better know something about hockey, or you can't really live here. Um, you have to. You, he pays attention to the Twins. I pay attention to the Red Sox. We're both commiserating about about the mediocrity of our teams. We do that pretty regularly, and we both love we both love basketball. And I'm a huge fan of the Boston Celtics, who lost a player uh, lost a player from their team this past week, uh, named Grant Williams. He's going to end up playing in Dallas. That's important only so that you can understand this quote. That was in an interview with uh, with Grant Williams this week, talking about the fact he just signed a contract to get fifty two million dollars, um, or fifty excuse me about fifty four million dollars from Dallas over the next four to play for the next four years. Um, in Boston, it's really like forty eight million dollars with a millionaire tax. Um, so fifty-four million in, in Dallas is really like fifty-eight million in Boston and sixty-three million in LA. Do you ever wonder if perhaps the size of the taxes we charge them? We, you know, we in Minnesota, we we like we like our millionaires and we like to tax them. And do you ever wonder if maybe we would get better sports players if we had more friendly rates? Uh, for pro athletes, this person clearly had thought out the fact there is no income tax in the state of Texas. There is not just an income tax in in uh, in Massachusetts, but there's also a surtax on millionaires. And clearly, in his thinking, Grant Williams says, "Look, I was gonna, you know." That's net to me $4 million extra for playing in Dallas versus playing in Boston. Now, do I think that's the only reason he moved? No, and I'm not going to, this isn't a sports show. I'm not going to talk about the sports reasons he may have moved. But the economic reason is important. Cost of living is important. That's why, that's why he brings up the $63 million in L.A. Because, yeah, you live in L.A., you're going to pay a millionaire tax in L.A., and on top of that... The cost of your housing, the cost of your 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 million dollars doesn't go quite so far in Los Angeles as it does in Dallas. So, 
So players do think about that. I think that I think that's interesting. Now I'm going to set that aside. We're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about Grant Williams or or basketball or or any other sports ball for the uh, rest of the show today. But but my point is wages do matter, and I'm going to bring the wages piece back to us here over the next hour and a half because the jobs report, which is the got to be the focus of the week right this is job saturday we have to have a focus on this and that focus is that the wage data that's inside not just this report but in multiple reports this week indicate that the jobs market is still very strong despite the fact that people were somewhat disappointed that we only added 209,000 jobs uh, in the in the in the uh, non-farm payroll data, right? We were expecting, depending on who you talk to, we were expecting 220 or 240. It kind of depends whose consensus number you were using. I think 240 was the one that was in the Wall Street Journal. 220 was the number that I was hearing on CNBC. It comes in at 209, and everyone's like, oh. Oh, that wasn't as good as we thought it was. No, here's the issue. The issue is hourly wages grew four tenths of percent in the month. If you extrapolate and say it grows four tenths a month for the next twelve months, what's that come out to? It comes out to just about five percent. That's too high. That's not consistent with two percent inflation unless you believe that productivity growth in the United States is running at three percent. We haven't had 3% productivity growth in a five-year window. Okay, you can get spikes here and there and all over the place, but within a five-year window, you can't find productivity growth at that rate since the late 90s. And even that was kind of anomalous. The 20 years prior to that to that five-year window weren't at, weren't at that and hasn't been back to that since. So consistent with 2% inflation, 5% wage increases is out of line. And so the theme for today is, is that despite the 209 number, in spite the fact that, uh, that the unemployment rate ticked down back to 3.6 from 3.7, the job market is still strong, wage growth is still out there, and that probably plays into the thinking that the economy is still doing fairly well. Bad news for those of us, like me, who said, we think there's a recession happening in the middle of the year. I talked to you last week about what we found in our St. Cloud survey, where our business leader said that. I was having a conversation with uh, with another economist friend of mine yesterday, and, and I told him this. He's like, you're going to use the opinion of your business leaders over your own analysis? I'm like, yeah. They know stuff. Um, I'm going to use that. But they're not really... They're not really... Uh, he wasn't very interested. He doesn't believe there's a recession. You know, so we got in a little argument about, about recession. That was that was only uh, after playing uh, 18 holes of golf and not... the And we had two other guys in our foursome and we promised we wouldn't say the word recession once. As soon as they were gone, <laughs> that's what we did. 
So we're going to talk. We're going to talk about this jobs report. Okay, was it disappointing? Was it not disappointing? I, I, I actually depends. What what are what does disappointing mean? I think that's that's the real question, and we'll give you the answer to that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. <laughs> Glencoe to New Mexico, and Apple Valley to Napa Valley. We're where you are. This is Twin Cities Business Radio. Stream the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you a small business owner wondering if you qualify for the employee retention credit? With careful accounting, you can receive up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in employee payroll tax refunds through this federal program. One call to 800-315-8175 is all it takes to find out if you qualify for the employee retention credit and possibly for quick funding with one of our accredited funding partners in as little as 72 hours. Our process has been thoroughly vetted by a team of experienced tax attorneys and CPAs, and our refund specialists will work tirelessly to get you every penny your business deserves. Plus, with our exclusive audit assistance guarantee, your business is protected. Call Careful Accounting now at 800-315-8175. See if you qualify for an ERC advance payment and get the cash your business needs to succeed. That's 800-315-8175. Your small business may qualify to receive up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in payroll tax refunds. Call 800-315-8175 now. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800 884 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018 That's 800-884-9018 C.S. Lewis once said, Education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Are you about to sign an order for siding, roofing, or windows, but you're worried that the price is too high? Keep them honest by contacting me at GetMyThreeQuotes.com, and I'll email competitive quotes your way. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah. 
So here's the interesting thing about the jobs report. Here on a job Saturday on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. The jobs report had had a payroll number that was a little bit little bit light of expectations at 209. And interestingly, 60,000 of the jobs came in in the public sector. Um, if I, I have to scroll all the way to the bottom to find out what those where those were. That was largely in local and state government. Um, particularly interestingly, lo, uh, ed, education hiring was a little bit higher. It may well have been that because of because of the weather this winter, I'm I'm curious if in fact some of that education bump was because we kept teachers in the classroom all or on duty at least well in into the reference week the second you know the week that includes the 12th and if i go back and look at my calendar that would have been the that would have been the week of uh, starting june 12th if we got into that week the second full week of june with teachers still reporting to work then they would have been counted as employed and seasonally speaking that's a little bit late uh, for teachers in some parts of the country, so there are other, there are other parts of the country where where um, mid June is a normal is a normal length. Of where I grew up, uh, where I grew up in New England, uh, we were typically in school on the second week of June. Uh, our we but we didn't start we didn't start until the Monday after Labor Day. So you got the full Labor Day week off instead. Um, at least that's my memory from from my childhood many many years ago. Uh, but if I look around at the others, and and this is a point we've been making lately to to folks is most of the job growth over the last over the last few um, over the last few few uh, uh, months has been focused in three areas: leisure and hospitality, healthcare and social assistance. And, and government. If I add up those three items, as I mentioned, government added sixty thousand workers. Healthcare and social assistance added sixty-five thousand workers. Now, this month, leisure and hospitality was actually a little bit smaller, coming in at twenty-one. But if I add the sixty-five and the sixty and the twenty-one, I come out to one hundred forty-six thousand. Of the 209,000 jobs, meaning every place else was the rest of, of the economy, even though if I put those pieces together, if I put those pieces together, they constitute about a third of the employment base, but they constitute more than two-thirds of the growth in the last quarter. And I would also point out that, uh, that if I looked over on, on construction, if I looked at construction, I see that construction came in with a plus 23,000 workers, including 10,000 residential specialty trade contractors. Uh, I was making this point on a radio program uh, in the middle of the last week. In construction, we are still seeing employment levels higher than we would think consistent with a recession. And part of that, I believe, is because there's still demand for housing out there, but the supply of existing housing is very low 
because people are being being held by these golden handcuffs called a 3% mortgage. If you have a mortgage at 3% and you can only get your next mortgage at 65 to 7%, you are disincentivized from putting your house on the market. You're going to end up being able to buy less house than you were able to buy, not eat for many of those folks, two years ago, 18 months ago. So, I you know, I was talking to someone uh, this week who bought her home in May of 2020. And she said, I bought more home than I think I, I should have bought. It's but you know, she's got she's got about 50 percent more space than we have. We're two people in our house and we think it's a it's even a little big for us. She's one person in this house that's half again the size of ours and she knows it's too big but she said well as an investment vehicle it's turned out to be a pretty good deal because she bought in may of 2020 and she's got um and she was able to get somewhat lower interest rates but really lower housing prices and because they just weren't houses on the market houses were not turning over at that time during the depths of the pandemic so i think construction numbers are being held together by people still building houses people still needing to buy houses even in a world where you don't see a lot of existing housing in place um uh um okay um so i i am um I'm fairly convinced by by the date by by the the household data, the non-farm data, that we saw a smaller number, but the places where you would expected it to happen still look pretty good. The one place where it's light is that leisure and hospitality. It may in fact be the case where that string of bringing people back to back to um, full employment in leisure and hospitality we may have reached the the end of the of the line we may have added back most of those those folks um another thing i wanted to point out uh in in this report uh is is what happened with the revisions we revised non-farm payroll down seventy-seven thousand for april and in may we revised it down by 33,000. So that, you know, if you're doing the math quickly in your head, that means you took off 110,000 jobs from previously reported figures. All right, take that away from the 209, and that means that only 99,000 new jobs, the number now is 99,000 higher than it was, say, Friday morning at 7 a.m. Central Time. So those revi- those revisions are those revisions are not altogether that huge. They're not unusual. And I've had I had someone ask, you know, aren't all the revisions always down? No, sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down. And the one I usually pay attention to because I can then see the pattern pretty quickly is uh the benchmark revision they do every March. And the most recent benchmark revision 
you actually revise the data up, not down. Now they don't. No one. You won't see President Biden go to a go to a, a, a podium uh, to talk about. You know, hey, look, the numbers just got revised up. We just did even better than we thought before. I don't think they're going to have him go out and do that. Uh, I, I, I certainly don't think it's a great, a great idea. But this downward revision all by itself and the number coming in a little light here by itself would have led people to believe, well, maybe the Fed could pause a little bit more. Maybe, maybe things, maybe things are actually doing doing better than we thought. Maybe we're getting to the the quote unquote soft landing. I've got lots of cuts. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Larry Summers. I've got some pieces from Larry Summers from Wall Street Week last night on Bloomberg Television, where he's not arguing that they're they're. He's, he's basically saying, nope, there's still too much inflation. Well, how do you know that from this report? There's, um, we've got Austin Goolsby, who was a longtime uh, talking head on Squawk Box, um, Squawk Box on CNBC. Whenever they do the job, whenever Jobs Friday would happen, Austin would be one of the people that would be in a window uh, talking along with some other economists. He's now the he's now the president of the Chicago Fed, uh, but you can tell when he's on CNBC, he sometimes forgets he's now a Federal Reserve official, and he still talks like you know the old faculty member from the University of Chicago who's kind of free to say all kinds of fun things the way he likes to say them. Uh, he's a fun interview, and actually a a, a, a really pleasant fellow. And so we will we will tick through a number of those those pieces uh, over the next bit. But I actually have a little bit more to say, and I'm going to get to John after after the break because he's got a good question as well at six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. We'll be right back here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch 
Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Record-setting four-time Emmy Award winner Michelle Tafoya discusses politics and the state of our culture, free from mainstream media pressures. That means you'll find unhindered commentary and astute observations that bring greater depth to the topic at hand. Insight from subject matter experts and thought leaders round out the conversation. Watch the Michelle Tafoya podcast free on YouTube or stream via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you so much for listening here. Um, 651-289-447 is the number to call. It's Job Saturday. We're talking about the jobs reports. And the jobs report does, I think, and it does, in fact, say something positive about about uh, the economy as well as a couple things that were a little bit light in terms of how we were um, we were thinking that there was growth. We saw a revision down in non-farm payrolls for April and May that that took out 110,000 previously reported jobs. So 209 newly reported jobs in June, okay, which was a little below forecast. But uh, at 651-289-4477, John's calling uh, with a question I think is uh, actually um, a, a good one. For us to segue to the next segment of the uh, of the jobs report. So, John, good morning and welcome to the show. Uh, good morning, thank you. Um, you might have known um, over time here. I've been asking questions about your analysis of what was coming in the future. And mm-hmm. back in December and January, I think you were concerned that a slowdown might start in late February or March. But what impacted that was all these really high jobs reports and the inflation rate did start to fall. But last week I was listening, and I thought you felt again that later this year there would be some possible slowdown or beginning recession. What I wanted to ask you is, in your analysis, how do you factor in, it's mid-July now, and very soon consumers will start back-to-school shopping. They'll be buying clothing and supplies for school. And then in, in September, it seems to get earlier every year, the stores will start promoting Christmas buying, and consumers will be out shopping again. 
How do those seasonal factors affect what you think might be coming in the long run? Well, that's a great question, John. Let me let me let's address it. Let's address it uh, a, a couple of ways. First of all, uh, large retailers seem to be doing fairly well. The Home Depots, the Targets, uh, the Costco's, um, the uh, the WalMarts—they all seem to be doing very well uh, in terms of looking at retail sales. So, one of the things I'm watching is that the retail sales data stays uh, robust through the second half of the year we adjust those data for seasonality so we so when we were when you hear on the show we give a number about retail sales sometimes i'm not adjusting it for inflation but we always adjust it for seasonality because the last three months of a calendar year usually contain 40 to 45 percent of all the sales that will happen within the year so if you don't do the adjustment, you get some you get some very bad signals about about what's happening in terms of sales. Employment's a little like that, but not nearly as much as sales does. So what I'm looking for, John, is I'm going to look I'm going to keep my eye on uh, on reports coming out of the big the big box retailers. Uh, they look at their stock prices and so forth. Another thing I'm going to look at, and this is sort of my transition, is looking at wage gains being earned by earned by uh, em- employees. Because if if back to school and if holiday shopping, end of year holiday shopping, is going to be strong, it has to be supported. I think at some point by wage growth. That's good and bad news, John, because if there is substantial wage growth, I think the Federal Reserve believes wage growth has to come down before they can stop raising rates. And my, 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 my either you might say, well, inflation's too high, I agree. Wages are too high. Wage growth is too high. I'm not as sure I agree about that, but I'll... I'll I'll let, we can stay with that thought for now. Um, I think that I think that wage growth is going to be the the important part of the jobs report now, as much as the jobs themselves. And it gets to what you're saying: if the consumer can continue to show us good growth and good growth through the through the back to school season and then through the Christmas season. I think that probably means that my forecast for for a recession, which you remembered from back in December of 22, will be wrong. Okay, and I'm okay. I I'm okay. Make you know, if I never get a prediction wrong, I'm 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 either lying or God, right? <laughs> and I I'm pretty sure I'm not one. I mean, I'm absolutely sure I'm not one. And I'm pretty sure I'm not about the other. If I get a forecast wrong, I get a forecast wrong. It's the cost of being a forecaster. But I think, John, that if you're, you know, I think we really should pay attention to what happens there. Because if those those are strong, I think the recession's off for 23. All right. Thanks, John. I appreciate yeah. listening. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, sir. I appreciate that very much. And let's go, let's go to look, listen to that, to that number for a minute. Because I think, I think that's important. 
that's the important part of the establishment data that we kind of have to pay attention to. Okay, if I look at week at, at hourly earnings, they were up twelve cents uh, in the last month. Okay, up twelve cents, which comes out to four tenths of one percent. So average hourly earnings in the U.S. is about thirty three fifty. Weekly earnings were up substantially, uh, so that the pay the total payrolls. The combination of hours worked and pay per hour, that's up, you add those together, that's up eight-tenths of one percent. That Okay, so the data would indicate that you're still seeing robust wage growth. If we continue to see that over the next month or two, then what John's talking about in terms of, in terms of uh, holiday spending it probably continues apace. Yes, they still, I think, have space on their credit card. But space on their credit card is probably going to get committed to the extent they think that their jobs are reasonably secure. Which takes us to a couple reports from earlier in the week that I wanted to call your attention to. Um, one, of the, one of them, let me, let me scroll back to, to that, this piece here. Um, if I went back and look at the jolts data, okay, and I I know I actually posted the jolts data from from April and talked about it like it was the May data. So uh, I my thanks to Bob, uh, one of our Twitter followers who who uh, pointed out to me. I think you got the number wrong. It's like yeah, I did. I had the number had the number right. Number of people in the number of people who are quitting jobs increased. There's now forty billion. There are four million workers who quit jobs in may uh, and so it was up two points so the quit rate is at 2.6 percent now that's below what we normally see in that's below what we saw for quit rates a year ago that number was up closer to three percent let me go let me go pull that that number up so in may it was at two point may of 22 is at 2.8 in February, though, it was 2.6, and we've been in this 2.4 to 2.6 range for quite a for quite a while. But I'm particularly interested in what's happening in healthcare and social assistance. Remember, that's a place where we saw a lot of quits through the pandemic because we had burnt out healthcare workers, uh, burnt out, put upon, you know. Look, I don't think I don't think it's any secret. Hospitals were not a fun place to work in 2021 and 2022. I, I happened to visit with somebody else on on uh, on Independence Day, a friend who had worked at the hospital here locally for some time, and and said, "I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore." And is supporting herself in the in the basically in a gig a gig economy. Where she works two weeks as a visiting nurse here, is something else there. Um, she actually vol- she volunteers times. She turns out she's turns out she's pretty handy with a hammer and saw. Uh, she can fix things. Uh, so sometimes she c- goes out and helps uh, helps does some mission work where uh, for folks that uh, need work on homes. Uh, that that kind of quit behavior has characterized this this pandemic and those numbers can't have really made those numbers that increase in the quit rate cannot make folks who are worried about wage growth 
all that happy. All right. So I think that number was good. And the other number I wanted to call your attention to, which also came out at that same time, was the ADP report. Let me pull that up for a second, which we also report, reported on. Um, we looked at employment, and I wanted to look at at, at wage at, at look at the wage increases there, um, because they were showing substantial wage increases happening at that at that time. Median change in annual pay by a match person sample. So they're actually trying to track someone. They're trying to track a particular person. Remember, ADP, the DP stands for data processing. They process payrolls. They're looking at the payroll and looking at someone that's been on the same job year over year. Their average wage increase in their data says 6.4%. But if you switch jobs, that number is 11.2%. Now, we don't have that data going back altogether that far. Okay. And even though they say pay gains for, for job changers, it's the slowest since October of 2021, you still have a margin of 4.8%. So if you switch jobs, you get a fi- on average a 5% pay bump is what that's telling me. That is, that is a truly, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty substantial uh, increase. And so you can understand why people are still quitting. Yeah, our people are still quitting jobs over this time. So if I look at uh, at people who are changing jobs, people are staying on jobs, uh, leisure and hospitality. We still see uh, for people staying on the job, the median wage increase has been eight percent, whereas in IT it's been six percent. Manufacturing. It's been 6%. Education and health services, 7%. Those are the people that stay on the job. These are the price, these are the wage pressures that I think are influencing people to ask questions about whether or not we've got people in the right place. Look, I promised you I got a bunch of people who's in, a bunch of people who I I want to play for you talking about the jobs report, but I wanted to give you that background. The ADP report and the JOLT survey would suggest to me that, that it's still a very robust labor market. In the 209 being smaller than 240 or of, of a 240,000 expectation, I think is really not the most important thing to get out of the jobs report. That four-tenths of a percent increase in wages is what's coloring all of the analysis, including, I think, the analysis of policymakers. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. unplanned pregnancies, Robbinsdale Women's Center is the best first step in getting information, resources, and the support they need to make an informed choice. I'm talking with Bruce, a longtime supporter of RWC. Bruce, why do you and your wife continue to give? We love and appreciate what RWC offers women. Empowerment when they feel most vulnerable. Unlike some clinics that offer only one choice, RWC provides accurate information on all options so women can make the best choice. Our investments are fruitful in saving lives. 
Each week, an average of five women who are initially at risk will instead choose life. RWC is debt-free, receives no government funding, it's 100% donor-funded, and needs our help to reach even more women with life-affirming care and support. How can listeners help support the life-affirming work at Robbinsdale Women's Center? Go to rwcinfo.org to help more women have the opportunity and support to choose life. Donate today at rwcinfo.org. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at crazy low prices. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus, 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. Their prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you You'll save. You can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find the best price for you. Call SmartFares today and get ready to see the world with a fat wallet. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. That's 800-989-0841. Come and take a tour of the shores of Lake Phelan, assisted living and memory care. With our gorgeous lake views and spacious apartments, you experience resort-style living in a park-like setting. Our care team is in the building 24-7, and we have great food and engaging activities. The shores of Lake Phelan is excellence in senior living every day, located between Lake Keller and Lake Phelan. Visit theshoresoflakephelan.com. That's theshoresoflakephelan.com. iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. From South St. Paul to Southeast Asia, and Little Canada to regular-sized Canada. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I wonder how you're feeling There's ringing in my ears And no one to relate to Said the sea Welcome back, King Banging Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, 651-289-4477. The number to call, questions and comments, 651 651- Two eight nine four four seven seven to demonstrate to you this point that the wage number is what they are focused on. Um, let me play. Th- let me play this one first. This is Randy Krosner. He is the former chair of the um, former chair uh, president, excuse me, of the Chicago Federal Reserve. Um, he now works over at the Booth School. We're going to play some Austin Goolsby later. These two guys basically switched jobs. Um, anyway, uh, this was Krosner. Right after the jobs report came out on Friday morning on Bloomberg, cut number two. I think as um, as Mike was describing, the wage growth is still stronger than the uh, the, the Fed would feel comfortable with. They want to bring interest uh, inflation down to two percent, and if wage growth was revised up last month, it's still strong and around four point four percent. That's going to give a lot of people some um, some concern. I th- and I think 
the 4.4% number, which is the number that's in the current that's in the current jobs report that got reported yesterday is lower than the ones we're seeing in things like the ADP report. Now, I will say I take ADP still with a grain of salt. Um, I do because I think there are, it's a survey. It's only their own data. They're missing a lot of pieces of the, of the, of the waterfront. And they have been working to try to fix some of the some of the misses. They've been they've been working pretty hard at it. I no longer know that I should be comparing the data. I know they say they've gone back and and recalibrated all the data that it, that's in their report so they can make their reports comparable month to month. But they're doing it using statistics. They're they're not they're not actually resurveying. So I think I think you sort of have to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. However, however, I think it's fair to say that 4.4 percent would be would be sort of like the lower end of my estimate of what's actually going on with wages, and I suspect it's actually a little bit higher. At least when I talk to employers here in Central Minnesota, their wage increases look to be substantially higher than that but i but krosner was pretty clear these wage increases are not consistent with a two percent inflation target uh explaining perhaps even a little more so in this way uh muhammad al arian uh also on uh, bloomberg um a little bit later in the morning on friday said this cut one Despite the miss on job creation, this will not get in the way of the Fed hiking in July. It will moderate expectations as to what happens thereafter. But with the wage growth, the labor force participation, and the unemployment rate, that these three things means it will hike in July. Two is the craziness we're seeing in the fixed income market, where the two-year has been all over the place, and God bless Rick for navigating this market. Um, the craziness we're seeing there highlights not just the regime change, change, but importantly, the lack of a policy anchor. And then the final thing is something that's not discussed often enough, is that if you look at the details of this jobs report, it indicates that it is the most vulnerable segments of the population that are at risk right now. And it doesn't even, the clip didn't actually have anything in there to tell me more about where he was coming from that. I I should have probably cut that off because I'd I didn't quite get that point, but let me go back to this first point. I'm going to talk about the second point in the next hour, which is, which is I think, somewhat underreported, but it's that there has been this interesting switch in the yield curve that's, that we're in progress of doing right now. He said that in his second comment, but let's go back to this first one, which is, what happened with what happened in terms of the employment to population ratio it stayed constant we've actually had unemployment in this the unemployment rate in this 3.4 to 3.7 range for the better part of a year now and so 36 is like huh, yeah okay it was 37 last month so good it's 36 now um, the number of people employed in the household survey which is an alternative measure to the to the payroll number that we think is more accurate because it it covers a larger number of employees um, and, and and employers, um, but the household survey came back with with employed at adding two hundred seventy three thousand rather than that and and 
and and so the number of people unemployed in the the number of people unemployed in the U.S. moved back down below six thousand workers. At the same time, we're still it, it again. I always say the numbers you can't you pretty much can't um, manipulate too much is the participation rate in the employment to population ratio. They they have less noise in them and more signal. Those two both were constant, 62.6 for, for the labor force participation rate. The employment to population ratio at 60.3. These are still down from the levels we experienced pre-pandemic. Obviously, we've had that talk about what those might be, but but those those numbers are not those numbers are not really hurting us. If I go out to if I go out uh, to the to the usual U6 number, that number actually peaked back up to 6.9 percent, whereas it was 6.6 percent in April and 6.7 percent in May. But if I look at discouraged workers, that's down. If I look at uh, the marginally attached. Um, uh, that number was down. So what got added was more people working part-time uh, who say they would rather have a full-time job. Um, there might be something happening with with workers beginning to come back in the labor force, but the people coming back in the labor force, I think, are a different group than the people who left because I think older workers have rotated out, younger workers are rotating back in. Look, when we come back, I've got... I've got uh, uh, some some audio to play for you and I do want to talk about this issue of the yield curve okay what is it what did it do as we were heading toward this this moment and what's it doing right now uh, we'll talk about that right after this year listening to the King Banyan show on the biz 1440 you want to feel important you want to feel a part of something bigger something that matters and can help change things you want to feel like you belong We felt that way too. I'm 2nd Lieutenant Logan Swanson from Rosemount, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people, just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard and aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. 
Pragertopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours you can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pragertopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, Pragertopia Unlimited. Go to Pragertopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options, so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors, so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three. Three Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.